Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by columnist Elena Yala. She joins the show today to talk about her column on the origins of Fiesta and cutting those original ties. Welcome back to the show, Elaine. It's always good to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me, Luis. Hello, everyone. Let's get started. We just finished Fiesta not too long ago. It was a little bit different. Um, but let, let's talk about your column real quick. Tell me, tell me about it. I uh, decided to um, write about the origins of Fiesta, given all of the news around the Alamo, and they're connected. Fiesta began in the late 1800s as a tribute to the heroes of the Alamo and the Battle of San Jacinto. And the Battle of San Jacinto was the decisive battle won by Texians against the the Mexican army and Santa Ana. So it was a celebration, in a way, of those heroes and of that war. And for a long time, San Antonians have, or at least some San Antonians, have had a difficult relationship with Fiesta. As much as they love it, and as much as the festival has grown to more than 100 events, um, it has always had this uh, link to um, this war and the taking, the the um, subsequent taking of half of almost half of Mexican territory away from Mexico. So um, for many people, there is a discomfort level there that we are set first. We're a festival that celebrates war. And I begin my column by saying there are a lot of festivals all over the country. They celebrate culture. They celebrate um, uh, balloons and the beauty of balloons in the air at, in Albuquerque. Um, they celebrate music, as does South by Southwest. And our main festival celebrates war. That has been an uncomfortable fact for a very long time. That's why I wrote my column. There's been this almost this war on how to chronicle history, <laughs> like how we teach history, how what myths are remembered and what's fact. That's why I felt like your article kind of rang true with me because it's so of the moment. How how can we separate the the festival from its origins? Well, I ask very straightforwardly that those organizations that are still paying tribute at the Alamo and commemorating the war by commemorating its heroes just cut that link. There's a lot of times that you can do a commemoration of of the Alamo. um, But it doesn't have to be linked to Fiesta. And it doesn't have to be, it can be formally um, disentangled from Fiesta. And that's with um, official, bold statements that Fiesta is a celebration in San Antonio that's one about our diversity, our culture, our pride, our foods, our music, but it's not connected to this war and this um, this uncomfortable history. Because we all know if we care about correct 
an accurate history rather than myth-making, that the Alamo was not all that we learned it was. It was more about the establishment of slavery in what Texas would become in a Confederate state, and it would be involved in a civil war with the United States. The United States won because we were going to abolish slavery. And so many of the settlers, and I, I, I'm using that term politely, you know, if you want to call them settlers, there were already people living here. And they weren't a white Southerners who came for land and who came to a new start, just like any other immigrants. In fact, those um, those um, um, fighters who came to, quote, defend the Alamo were immigrants. They were listed as immigrants um, in official documents that Texas still holds dear. Um, David Cro- I remember seeing an entry for David Crockett's son who was given land for his father's service, and he was labeled um, in that same line as an immigrant. So we, there's lots of ways um, to look at history, but one way you can't look at it is through inaccurate inaccuracies and lies. And that's the big deal of the Alamo, that so much of what we have learned about the Alamo and San Jacinto are, are fiction. It's not fact versus fiction. It's fact versus accuracy. It's fact versus um uh, I mean, it's fact versus lies. Um, and so that's why this column and so many of my other columns on the Alamo and how we teach history in Texas have been um, have been important to my work and central to my work, as it has been for my colleague, Scott Huddleston, who has uh, covered the Alamo and all its facets for many years. There was a line that kind of stuck out. To me, it says, so if we can put our Confederate statues in storage, fiesta groups clinging to Texas myths should let go of the event's origin story and a painful history and do it formally. What, what do you mean by formally? What, what, what exactly should, needs, needs to be done? We could, we could always hear from, um, from a city official, for example, Let's say fiesta is not tied to, um, to this battle. It's about diversity, it's about our culture, it's about San Antonio's um, uh, vision of itself as a, as a 21st century city. We could have an, a city official say that, but I think we need to hear it from those organizations that do commemorations at the Alamo and at San Jacinto. We need to hear from them that this is not going to be tied to fiesta. I mean, several fiesta events celebrate and commemorate the battle of the Alamo and the battle of San Jacinto. That's what's so weird to me and off kilter and disturbing that our festival, which is full of happiness and light and, and culture and color is tied to war. I just think that is a very sick connection and we need to sever it from our celebration and um, if we can do it if we have this country has begun to shed its painful 
past and how we have glorified the Confederacy with Confederate statues, which, by the way, didn't go out, go, didn't go up after the war. They went up um, during the civil um, pre-civil rights period to, to show black populations and Hispanic populations that we are still that that the Confederacy and those that supported it are still at the helm. They're still in the majority. And um, and I think if we're beginning to shed those Confederate ties, that we don't glorify uh, these heroes of the Confederacy, which was treasonous and which supported slavery, we can begin to do it with the Fiesta too. The two should not be tied. There's a wonderful quote. I don't have my column in front of me, but... There's a quote from a scholar. Um, she runs the Mexican American Civil Rights Institute. And the, if you have my column in front of you, you might read it because I think it's so telling. It's by Sarah Gould. When I moved to San Antonio in 2010, I was very confused about this connection between this big party and the Battle of San Jacinto. It's not uncommon for places with majority minority populations to have overt performative displays of white power. Yes. So she says that in places where there were um, uh, minority majorities all through the South is where Confederate statues were were um, built and and instituted in public squares so that we could see the the heroes of the Confederacy. They weren't just about uh, remembering those figures. It was about telling the black population where their place was. Sort of asserting and, their dominance through these. Yes, asserting, their, asserting white dominance over the majority black population to remind them that even though we lost the war, we're still in power. So these, um, so Fiesta, with its connection to the Alamo and this war fought for Texas independence. It's another reminder um, to us all that this myth of the Alamo is repeated. And I think we're at a time in history where we can now realize that the Alamo and the, and the heroism and the reasons behind that fight was about slavery. I mean, yeah, the, the new book. There, there, there was another point in your article where I, it, it, you say the bizarre imagery of celebrating a military victor, victory over Mexico with mariachi music, Mexican inspired clothing, Mexican food, beer, and tequila fueled margaritas. Like, yeah, it's, it's what's what's going it's on. Bizarre. It's bizarre. It's it's um it's like here we have conquered you, yet we use everything about your culture to celebrate uh, this. Um, war with Mexico. It's, it's bizarre. And, um, and I think Fiesta deserves better. I think San Antonio deserves better. I think the Fiesta commission, which approves, um, um, events on their schedule should make an effort to encourage those organizations that do commemorate the Alamo during Fiesta to do that separately apart. It's not, shouldn't be a part of the official, a schedule of fiesta they should be completely severed and there are there are also um, organizations like the order of the alamo and other organizations that within its mission statement within its 
history also commemorate the Alamo. And I think it's time for those organizations that put on pageants to to also reflect on that history and realize that their version of it was inaccurate and that we shouldn't be celebrating a war that was fought to establish slavery in Texas. It's simple as that. We are in the 21st century. This is long in coming, long in coming. And those of us who care about fiesta and love fiesta and have family traditions based in fiesta and didn't even know that fiesta was commemorating this battle, these two battles and and slavery, um, that it's time to let them go and separate them. We can still have fiesta. Nobody's against fiesta. Fiesta's fabulous. And also fiesta raises a lot of money for nonprofit organizations that San Antonians depend on. And we want to support them. Every time we buy a ticket to an event, we support them. And then there's all those people at the bottom of the economy, those vendors that set up and sell lemonade or, or tacos. Um, they, yes, yes. You know, those people are making a living too, and they pay their permit to be able to sell all this. And I remember talking to one, I was buying something from one and I said, so how is business and how, you know, how does this um, affect your business during Fiesta? And he said, oh, it's my Christmas. It's how I support myself all year long. They may do other events during the year that are similar where they cater, but Fiesta is the big moneymaker for them. So we don't want to get rid of Fiesta. It's wonderful for the economy. It pumps, it brings in tourists, and hopefully post-COVID and post-Delta variant, I hope, and post-100% vaccination, we can get back to a Fiesta that that we can all enjoy, that we can, um, I mean, I am a fiesta hound. I collect medals. I buy tickets to parades. I go to Flambeau is my favorite. I go to Nyosa. I go to the river parade and I want to get back to that someday, but I would love for those organizations if they have any connection or commemorate in any way the Battle of the Alamo and the Battle of San Jacinto, the heroes, the quote heroes of those wars and a war that that led to um, Mexico losing so much of its territory. That this is not something to celebrate. This is historic. This is um, this is a history that we should we should learn about correctly. But it's not something to celebrate during Fiesta. We should celebrate our diversity our fight and battles as we become more inclusive. Um, we should celebrate our culture, all of it, not just the Mexican culture, but all cultures. So I hope out there in San Antonio and Bear County and everywhere else in Texas, you're getting vaccinated because that will help us when we want to get together in big crowds during Fiesta. Because I really believe in Viva Fiesta. Perfect, Elaine. Thank you so much for your time and your insights on all this. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you. 